Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. What's up, guys? Today we're talking about three lessons, huge lessons that I learned in my year last year of being 40. The day that this podcast launches, it's going to be my 41st birthday, September 21st. And I really take time every year to contemplate what are my lessons? What is the growth? And I will be honest with you, last year, turning into 40 was huge naturally, a lot of release, not of letting go. I was ushering in this new energy probably for a month prior to turning 40. And this year was a little bit more quiet, quiet on the energetic front leading up to the to my birthday. Let me tell you, I had a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of big energetic things, a lot of big lessons that showed up, but life feels content. And I think for the first time that usually the idea of growing older creates a little bit tinge of like, oh my gosh, time is of the essence or I'm getting older. And this year I feel timeless. I know it's a weird concept, but I just feel like I've tapped in a little bit more to my soul's essence. And rather than being such a slave to the time-space reality that we live in the 3D dimension, I feel like more and more I've been focusing on living in the space-time continuum of the spiritual realm, right? Where space is unlimited and time is not even existent, the linear time that we experience now. And so I've found that I've experienced more pockets of bliss, experienced more pockets of like being in the zone, right? Where you're like overwhelmed with just like pure joy for no freaking reason. Like I was putting away laundry on a Sunday, doing very menial, boring things and an overwhelm of, you know, pleasure takes over my body. Um, and from what I've read and understood, this is the pocket of bliss. It's a the first level of mastery as we start evolving into the higher chakras. And the goal is that it should become so normal that just simple living, just even like walking on grass or like putting away laundry should spark such a profound joy. And it's not caused by anything outside of us. It's just this this flame that's within us that's just being nurtured and just being awakened and it's just we're basking in it and so that's really been my intention when I think about as far as like moving into 41 what is it that I want to desire and what I want to manifest it's so funny when I used to think about the things I used to manifest back in the day would be like I want to be 10 pounds thinner I want to have you know drive this kind of car I want to have x amount of money in my bank account and, you know, all well and good. But now when I think about the things I want to manifest, it's always like, I want a deeper connection with my soul. I want to be more deeply aligned with my intuition and understand the sensations that are coming through to me so I can really understand what my intuition is saying and trust it more fully. I want to release the trauma from my body and do the somatic work to move it through and you know, so it's definitely more intrinsic 
and focusing inwards when I think about manifesting. And so I wanted to take a moment to talk about three of the biggest lessons that I think happen in midlife. And hopefully, even if you're not 40 yet, maybe just hearing this will awaken the unfolding of these lessons to happen a little bit earlier for you. You don't have to wait till you're exactly in midlife to experience this. So let's dive into this. So the first thing that I learned through catalysts and experiences, this is not just like heady things, like great idea, great philosophy. This became concrete in my body because of life experiences that have taught me this throughout this year is that any relationship that you feel misunderstood or taken advantage of or disrespected, it is a reflection of areas that you need to grow your inner self-worth. And a lot of times, as we reach 40, you become more secure with who you are. That's how I felt. And so when someone makes an assumption about me or a character assassination about me in the past, I would probably self-doubt myself and question, oh my gosh, is there something about what they're saying that is right? But now living in such alignment and being so clear about my intentions and where my heart is, and if I do offend or if I do say something, it's truly, truly not intentional. And it. I realized that when those miscommunications, the threes company style miscommunications happen, it's because the divine has orchestrated that because it's awakening something in me and triggering something in them to be able to move through. So I realized anytime there's a discord or conflict that happens that is, I didn't consciously like intend for it to happen or something I said, like rub someone the wrong way. And that was my not intention, I realized it was divinely guided to be able to strengthen this, strengthen your authentic connection and knowing of yourself. And now I live in this space where I don't feel like I need to share my side of the story or prove my side of the story. I feel like I don't need to prove my worth if someone is having a misunderstanding about me because I know who I am and nothing they can say can ever take that away. And so managing people's perceptions was so draining when I was younger. And I feel so liberated now that I don't live from that space of needing these false personas to be at the forefront because that truly is a sign that we're living in hypervigilance, constantly being on, constantly monitoring what other people's perceptions of us are, changing our behaviors and the way we respond to make sure that we are, you know, pleasant to them. And a lot of this unpacking really came from clearing out and understanding fawning. And that is the fourth fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Fawning is the people-pleasing survival mechanism. And um, I think that's been one huge learning curve is the more I unpack the fawning survival mechanism through somatic work, I'm more aligned in my authentic truth and I feel less inclined to prove myself to others, to prove that I'm right, to prove that they're wrong. And I don't feel the need to waste my time and energy to share my side of the story for someone who has decided in their mind who I am and is judging me. I'm okay to not be liked. And building that capacity 
has been something that I've worked really hard on. And it's something that I actually now incorporate in my coaching with my clients because I realize that's something that we all um, need some attention to. The second thing that I learned is that without feeling like we have meaning and purpose in our life and without taking daily actions to make that happen, we don't feel satisfied and fulfilled in our life. And that means at a a small scale, not like I need to, you know, um, end world hunger type of things. It's like even feeling little satisfaction in our day-to-day life accumulates. And I noticed for me, when I didn't feel full in my life, I was insatiated at the end of the day and I would binge eat because I didn't feel full and satisfied. So I was seeking other things to find pleasure from. And so now one of the greatest measures of my success, whether it's long-term or on a given day, is like how satisfied do I feel? Because the more satisfied that I feel based on how I'm showing up, what work I'm doing, and really just living life according to my capacity, not pushing past what I think I should do, what my mind thinks I should do, what the to-do list it has for me. It's like really tuning into my body. I'm like, what is my capacity for today? And trusting that whatever's meant to be done today will be done because I'm in alignment with my capacity and really listening to my body. And for the bigger questions of like different opportunities or um, different collaborations or what's my step next, I use this exercise where I connect with my elder, wiser self. And so I close my eyes and I picture myself in my current room and my older, wiser self coming in, sitting down next to me. And um, I'm asking the question, like at the end of my life, when you look back, what do, how do you wish that I acted in this situation and let your wiser self guide you. What is for the highest good? Like what would you truly desire? And a lot of times it fishes out all the noise and it's aligned with who you truly are. What is the purpose that you're here for? And your purpose isn't like always just this big lofty thing. It's like the steps that you make towards bringing in light and positivity in the lives of others in your own life and channeling that into your work and creativity certainly gives meaning to your life, right? Because you're working to serve others in a greater capacity. But at the end of the day, it's also how we serve the people in our lives, our kids. Like that is the greatest dharma uh, that we do and greatest karma that we uh, we accumulate is by serving others by raising them and so we have to look at it even our life feels mundane and humdrum and there are days that I felt like that oh my gosh I'm not making any movement today and I'd have this sense of dissatisfaction and I think about what did I do today and I realized I was really present with my kids and I realized that is also my purpose too and that is a legacy that is priceless and we can't lose sight of that it's not just what we do for people outside in the world, it's serving others and serving others is also our children and our partner and our spouses and our parents. And so don't lose sight of that and strangers included in that as well too. the simple acts of kindness of smiling and, you know, being gentle with your tone goes a long way. We can see that everyone to a certain degree is living on edge. We are like, 
one shoulder bump away from losing it and everyone is living in somewhat of a dysregulated nervous system state. So those little acts of kindness actually make a big, big difference to that one person. And we have to start looking at it. It's like, who are the people in my life that I'm in contact with today that I can make a meaningful contribution and make them feel in a way that at the end of my life, the life review is all about going to be how you made people feel and you know, who did you become and how did you treat others and what did you do with your time? And so that includes what is your meaning and purpose? So start living it in a smaller way rather than constantly looking at this big picture. And then the last thing is that the more and more I get older, I feel like self-actualization is actually the biggest thing that I want to manifest. The ability to live from my soul, know that I'm a soul and start to extinguish the ego personality as best as can, right? And as uh, the author of Positive Intelligence talks about, it's like building your sage qualities and slowly diminishing your self-saboteur qualities and personas that get formed from our childhood because of living in survival mechanisms and developmental trauma and actual big T trauma as well, right? It affects our nervous system. And the more and more we remember who we truly are, we are a divine, powerful soul connected to the universe. We are the universe. We're not just like a, just like a separation where it's the universe and then me. Um, it's like we are both Shiva and Shakti consciousness together. We're not just Shakti, the piece of the power. Once we realize we're also that Christ consciousness, that Shiva consciousness, the universe is within us, that we are the co-creator of our universe, then it's like kind of like the movie 50 First Dates. It's like you have to constantly remind yourself every single morning, just like how Adam Sandler had to, to know, remind Drew Barrymore with the video every single morning. And if you don't remind yourself and who, who you are consciously, you forget. When we were born into this realm, this earth, this 3D dimension, it was with this veil of forgiveness of and rem- the part of our journey is to remember who we truly are. As we went through the birth canal, we forgot the truth of who we are. And as we experience different relationships, different circumstances in life, the goal is always to remember every single moment as much as we can who we are. It's not this destination of self-actualization and enlightenment. It's like bringing the light within us in light, living in light in this moment is what self-actualization is. So having a practice every morning of going through certain mantras and reminders of I'm a soul aligned human being and reminding myself that has been such a huge, huge shift in this year because I've never done that before. And it really has grounded me into little bit closer into living from my sage self that activating my soul qualities i've had some difficult situations like this woman being really rude at me at the gym to um, difficult situations with my sister-in-law having to address you know conflict having to have really hard conversations and i realized this year that 
I have the courage to have really difficult situations and I don't shy away from them. And when I come from a space of vulnerability and opening my heart and listening to understand rather than listening to respond and not feeling I need to prove that I'm right or to prove my side of the story and allow people to have their truth, right? Like the two truths are, you know, there can be two truths. I can fully allow and accept you to have your truth, even though it doesn't coincide with mine. We can agree to disagree, but I know at my core who I truly am, and I don't need to prove that. And that has been such a powerful lift of just recognizing that, of course, I can forgive people for what they do when they've forgotten who they are. That has been such a powerful shift for me. Like anytime people act from their trauma response or trauma state, or they're irritated or they're triggered or they mistreat me. I remember is that they are still in the veil of forgiveness and I have to show myself and them some grace that because I too was in that space before. And so I felt more compassion when in moments I've forgotten myself and the truth of who I am and then how I repair it afterwards. And the same thing with others is like, mm, they're just forgetting the truth of who they are. They are this soul that is nurturing, that is creative, that is empathetic, that has intuitive powers and connection to the divine. They are the creator. And sometimes we forget that. And that is part of this journey of why we're here. And you know, when I relook at challenging situations and people is that each situation is helping us to grow our sage qualities and soul qualities and quiet our self-saboteurs a little bit. And so any challenging person is helping you self-actualize if you handle the situation from your sage and your soul. And so each step towards becoming more authentically who we are is handling challenging, not avoiding them, not shying away from difficult conversations, and really intending to be for the highest good of both parties, and also speaking a way that is respectful to yourself and to others, and also to recognize that we have to give some grace to ourselves and to also know our capacity for conversations and taking care of that as well. So making sure that when we speak, it is for an aligned purpose and it is, you can't control how someone else is going to take it, but the purpose for you is to grow your soul and a little bit of their soul um, and their sage qualities in this process. And that is how we engage and live through life is this game of self-actualization. The big game, the game that's going to really matter at the end of life is how much of my sage and soul did I become? How did I treat peoples from that soul, from those soul qualities? What kind of quality time and presence did I give others and how did I make people feel and did I activate those soul qualities in others or did I express my truth but then create lingering karma because it created negative energy negative thoughts about myself and that other person because I just respected their soul and I activated their self-saboteurs like and made them feel bad made created shame created tension created negative thoughts right so These have been the big, deep lessons that I've learned 
in in the year of 40 and now I'm embarking on 41 with this foundation and it feels like I'm just getting started. I've been in the spiritual awakening realm for 11 years. I started when I was 29 years old. Um and it's it's truly amazing how each step of the way is a different rule, a different set of processes and the more and more I learn is like, it's like the shedding and letting go of the things that you learned before to allow space for new wisdom to come through. So this may resonate with you depending on what energy frequency that you're at. And some of this might be like, this seems like hoo-ha that's going over my head. That just means that it doesn't mean that it's wrong information. It's just not what is for your highest calling right now. Give it a little bit of time. Do the work that you're being called to do right now based on what your intuition and your soul needs. I promise you at some point, this will resonate. You'll be like, oh, now it hits. Now it clicks. Now it hits a heart chord. But I always feel like if you're guided to it for a reason, there's a reason and there's something in here that is calling for you to learn and grow and evolve from. So there you have it, guys. A quick little solo cast, just sharing some of my biggest lessons. And if you are wanting to share some of your big lessons that you've learned, definitely DM me on Instagram at Thajal V. Patel. Connect with me, talk with me, share this podcast if it feel like it will resonate with someone else. And until next time, bye. Hey lovelies, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you got value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you leave a short rating and review on Apple Podcasts so more amazing moms like you can find this information too. And be sure to follow me on Instagram if you're not doing so already at Thajal B. Patel and we can continue this conversation and stay connected. Have a blessed day.